0: But as you saw in the video, today's a very special day. And if you are joining us for the first time, we are so glad you're here. It's a great day to join us because today we've called it Vision Sunday. And we are in a series where we're looking over the first three chapters of the book of Joshua. And God is giving Joshua and God's people this vision for the church, this vision for what is next. And I don't know about you, but uh, have you ever been in a season where God's called you to do something different? where maybe you're in a season of what we're calling change, where you've never experienced it before. Maybe you're new to the area and you moved here. Maybe you've switched careers. Maybe you just went from high school, now you're in college. Or you were in elementary school, now you're in middle school. Or now you're in middle school getting ready to go high school. Or maybe you're a new parent. Or uh, maybe you're going into a new territory uh, relationally, in a new relationship. Whatever that may be. There may be a season of change that we have to navigate. And then the million dollar question is, how do we navigate that change? And more importantly, how do we navigate that change in a godly way? Because when we uh, embark on this journey of change, so many things come to our mind. And I I don't know about you, but I know for me, sometimes it can be fearful, right? Like, I, I don't know enough for this next season, God. I don't I'm not sure about this. Right. I don't know enough people. And I would even say that there are moments and seasons in our life where God calls us to change spiritually, where God may be calling us to another step of faith that's going to change our life. Right. That's going to change where we are currently spiritually. And yet we're sitting back going, "Uh." Are you sure, God? Like, are you sure? Remember when God had a conversation with Moses at the burning bush and Moses tries to talk God out of it. Right. He's like, "Uh, God, I don't speak well enough. I don't know enough. Like, are you sure? Have you seen my past? Have you seen what I've done before? And he tries to talk God out of it. God's like, fine, I'm going to send you with Aaron as well. But we see this. and, And that's what happens with us, too, is so many questions come up in our mind and we're going, how do we even navigate this? What does this look like? And today, the last two weeks, God has been setting up his people in the book of Joshua. And today we get to we get to chapter three and he has a and God has a moment with his people and he has a moment with Joshua. And he says, you know what? We've been talking about it for all of this time. We've I've been sharing all of these things with you. And then it's like God leans in a little bit and he goes, Okay, it's time to move. Right. Like it's time you ever heard the saying, I don't know if this is a southern saying or what, but um, uh, this is where the rubber meets the road. You all heard that saying before? Yeah. All right. So that's that's where we're at in Scripture. That's where we're at here, where God looks at his people and he goes, "Okay, we've been talking about it. Uh, Rachel and Dusty, they were good friends of ours. And Dusty had a saying with his kids. He would say, don't talk about it, be about it. Right. Like uh, and all of these different situations would come up and arise in our hearts and minds and. That's Joshua chapter three in a nutshell. All right. See you guys later right now. But uh, we're going we're gonna to really dive into it. And there's some really great principles for you and I to gain clarity on how do we do this in a healthy way? How do we keep moving forward, not only uh, for ourselves, but for our family? How do we do this for our neighbors? How do we do this for our community? How do we do this for our church? And uh, there's multiple different layers here. And I'm going to, especially at the end of the message, I'm going to lean in a little bit more than usual on our church as a whole, the Bridge Church. Usually I try to sit with the individual and your relationship with God, which we'll talk about that some. But today you'll notice it's going to be a little bit more of about the collective church here at the bridge church and and the vision that god has given us as well and so uh, but before we dive in i just want to pray for us see that all that was in the intro you already got me excited we're just moving along but let me pray for us and ask god to speak to our hearts let's pray dear heavenly father thank you so much for your word thank you so much for your truth god thank you for each and every soul that is here today god i truly believe that they're not here by mistake or maybe they're listening online or whatever that may be and god i just pray that you speak to our hearts God, I pray that you would stir something up in us, especially if we're trying to navigate a season of change. I pray that we cling to your promises, cling to your word. You give us clarity, you give us strength, you give us wisdom through it all, God. We love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen, amen. And as we get to Joshua chapter three, just to catch everybody up, that the God's people were just freed from slavery and they were led out by a man named Moses. Well, Moses gets to the end of his life and God tells him, you can't lead the people into the land that was promised for you. And they uh, established a new leader who was working under Moses and he was a military style leader and his name was Joshua and God called Joshua to lead. And so Joshua chapter one, he's given a call to Joshua and he's reminding him over and over again. He's saying, hey, you're the new leader now and I need you to be strong and I need you to be courageous, right? I need you to do exactly what I tell you to do. And if you will do that, if you'll do exactly what I tell you to do and you will be strong and you'll be courageous, He's like, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to help you navigate through all of these different seasons, right? And then we get to Joshua chapter 2, and there's kind of a promiscuous, crazy little story tucked in there because the God's people get to their first city, and it's called Jericho. And see, God promised them this land, but God didn't promise it would be easy. There's people who have taken over the promised land of God who are not following God's ways. And so when God's people get there, uh, you're going to see a, a number of different different battles that they have to cross of people trying to stop them from doing God's plan. And so the first city they get to is Jericho. And that's what we see here in Scripture. And in Joshua chapter 2, they send out these spies. And they are introduced to this lady named Rahab. And uh, she's a prostitute who is living in Jericho at the time. And she hides the two spies. And uh, she speaks faith over God's people. And she believes what God's going to do. And we see God do something in Rahab's story. That is incredible. So much so, not only does Rahab set up the entire process of what we're walking into, of God's people taking over Jericho, but also we see that God takes Rahab's story and changes her past, and then he puts her in the lineage of Jesus who would come and change history forever. So God, I mean, God specializes in that. He takes things that are broken. He takes things that are running from him, and he turns it into a message, and he does something glorious with us. I mean, think about the cross. I mean, he takes the form of an execution, right, of the cross and turns it into a symbol of hope and redemption and grace and eternal security and all of those different pieces. God specializes in that turning of events. And then as we get to Joshua chapter three, we get to that moment where God says, "Okay, we've been talking about all of this now. He's like, it's time to move now. It's time to fully put our faith where our mouth is kind of thing, right? Like fully to put those moments in there. And we see this in Scripture because there's this funny uh, relationship. If you read Scripture, you see this kind of over and over again. And maybe you've been in church for a little while or maybe this is your first day in church and you're just checking the church thing out. And you've heard about this uh, person, Jesus, who can save people and and you're leaning in a little bit. But there's this peculiar little piece in Scripture that talks about faith and works faith and action. And as we look at the word faith, we, we see that it's not only a belief in God, but it's a complete reorientation of I'm placing my life in the hands of Jesus because I believe he created me. I believe he loves me more than I can ever ask, think or imagine. Right. And he saved me. And so when I place him in lordship, when I place him in the Lord over my life, I'm saying I give you my entire life. Life. Right. And so we could even beg the question, OK, how, where is my belief if actions not a tie to it? Right. Or, or uh, James will even go as far to say was what would what did James say? Right. He says faith without works is dead. Right. He going, hey, if you truly believe if if faith's at the center, then it's going to start to change what we do. Right. What we say and how we act and the way we behave. And it's not just a, a one moment thing, but it's a life change because God is saying, I created you, I love you, and I want you to experience the way that you were created, right? And so we get to this moment where the Israelites, God's people here in the Old Testament, where they kind of get that where the rubber meets the road. They're going, okay, we have faith, we believe that God's called us this far, but now. Our action has to follow it. Now we actually have to take step and fully believe and have faith and trust God for this next step in this journey. And so as we get to Joshua chapter three, we're going to read a few verses and break it down just a little bit. But in Joshua chapter three, this is how God sets it up with him. Everybody still doing OK? Very good. Very good. Uh, Verse one, it says this early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River. And so we see the Acacia Grove is here. The Jordan River splits the Acacia Grove and Jericho. So they have to cross the Jordan River to get there. And they're right there at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your position and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, you love that? I love that in Scripture, right? Since you've never done this before, right? I'm leading you somewhere new, and and maybe we're in that season. Since you've never been here before spiritually, since you've never been in this position before in your family, since you've never been in this position uh, in leadership or at work, whatever it may be, since you have never traveled this way before, they will Guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you. And the ark, make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you. They're getting ready to go into this battle, ready to move into Jericho. And here the first thing that God does to them, he says, what I want you to understand is that I'm going to send the ark of the covenant out in front of you. In the Old Testament, the ark of the covenant, long story short, it represents God's presence. And the God's people were called to, to meet God at the ark. And that's where Moses spoke to God. And later on, you'll see they set up the Ark of the Covenant in different places in the holies of holies. And they would go to purify themselves and talk to God here in this moment. But in this moment, he says, I want you to make sure that the ark goes in front of you so that you know when to move and when to stop, when to go forward, when to move back, right? God is always leading us. And when you and I are trying to navigate somewhere we never have been before, maybe you're leading your family spiritually for the first time, and you're going... How do I do this, God? <laughs> right? Like, what do I say? How do I pray? How do I talk, have these conversations with them? Or maybe you're parenting a teenager for the first time and you're like, okay, what's happening here? Right? Or maybe you're in a, a season of retirement for the first time and you're going, what does my life look like now? W- what do I need to do now? What, what vision are you giving me, God? Right? And we're in this and God goes, the first thing you and I need to do is make sure that God is in the right place. Right? Because so many times I get so excited about my dreams. I run in front of God and I'm like, come on, God, we're going here. We're doing this. Can you bless this, this, this and this? Right. Like, can you can come on, God, can you catch up a little bit? I'm really excited here. And God is going Hey, at first. I am the Lord of your life. And there's a moment where you and I have to say, you know what, God? I want you to go before me. We see this over and over in Scripture. In Galatians chapter 5, it says to yield to the Spirit, to walk step by step with what God is doing in our life. And for you and I to even ask the question to go, God, is this what you want me to do? God, what next step do you want me to take? God, what do you want me to say? Right. And I love it, too, because not only does he say Allow God the ark to go in front of you and just keep following the ark. But then what does he say next? He says, hey, don't get too close, right? And also don't get too far away. Like, just make sure you're in the right spot because you don't want to go in front of God. But you also don't want to fall back so much to where you get to this position of life of going, uh, you know, I don't have to do anything. Lord's going to take care of it, right? Like I'm just going to, I'm going to sit back. I don't need to pray about it anymore. I don't need to to live my life this particular way because God's just going to do it, right? God's going to, or some, you know, somebody else is going to do it. And God is saying there's a sweet spot that you and I have to be in to allow God lead, but also God has given us some responsibility in it as well, right? I I can remember uh, this story a couple years ago. We were in Honduras and uh, there was an evening where they were like, hey, uh, do you guys want to hike to this waterfall? It's up in the mountains. It's way in the rainforest. And I was like, uh, yeah, please. Right. And so they we began to hike in this uh, rainforest. And it reminded me so much of my relationship with God because they were like, hey, we're going through the dense rainforest part and you got to make sure that you can still see me. Right. He said, like, but uh, and for me, I get really excited and I want to pick up the pace. But they're like, hey, I know how far it's going to be, so you need to, you need to follow me. I know exactly where we're going. I've been there hundreds of times, right? But how crazy would it have been for me to go, you know what, I got this. You know what I'm saying? I, I know where we're going. Everybody follow me. And I take off sprinting, ready to see this waterfall. And an hour in, I'm dead. The whole team's tired. Nobody, like, the position's not right. And we don't even get to see the waterfall. We don't even get to where we were supposed to go And it reminds me so much of my relationship with God, right, because there's seasons in our lives where we have a conversation with God going, God, I I thought we were going to be at this point in my life already. Right. Like, I thought I was already going to accomplish this this and this. I thought we would have been further along by now, right? And we're having these conversations. I I can't superimpose my insecurities on you, but I, I know I have those insecurities sometimes with God. I'm talking I'm like, God, what, where are we going? What are we doing? And God is going, I know what's going to happen 20 years from now, generations from now. So if you'll just trust me, even in the moments of change, even in the moments where it feels slow and it feels like we're not doing anything and it's just, I just feel like we're sitting, God. But yet God is saying, I'm doing something something not only in front of you, but I'm doing something in you, right? That God wants to guide us and wants us to trust him every step of the way. But then he gives him another piece of advice. He says, purify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you. He gives him this picture. He said, God's going to do something great. But he gives him this command. He says, purify yourselves because we want to be right before the Lord. And he gives them this command, and the Old Testament operated off a little bit of a different system. But now we have the New Testament, and because of Jesus Christ, when we place our faith in him, you and I can boldly go to the throne room of God. And back in the day, they would have to have this uh, purification ritual. But for you and I, you, our purification ritual is coming in confession to the Lord, right? Asking for repentance, asking for forgiveness in those moments. And the sacrifice of Jesus purifies us when we place Our faith in him, but there still can be sometimes in moments in our lives when maybe there's some sin or some things in our lives that are holding us back from fully pursuing God. Right. We see over and over in scripture where sometimes there's something in our lives where God's going, look, I know you got amazing plans. I know you're trying to move forward. But in fact, if I don't handle the sin that you're wrestling with now and then I give you the next step that I'm calling you to, you're going to be crushed under that weight. Right. And and so God, he knows us and he's saying, I first, I want to address this issue that, that seems to be more prevalent in a person or a particular theme or whatever it may be. And you and I, if you take a notes, so I love for you write this when we aim for holiness, it'll give us a clear connection with God. We see this in Scripture, as if you were to go through and see, that sometimes sin, we always have a connection with God. He will always begin to listen to our prayers. But God may hear our prayers and go, yeah, that's great. But we need to address this first, right? We need to address this big issue that's holding you back, that's weighing you down. And if you'll address that with me, and God is saying, I'll take that weight off your shoulder of that shame and that guilt and whatever it may be. And then I'm going to do a more, a greater work in you so that not only you are feeling the peace and the love and the joy and the grace, but it can flow through you to somebody else, right? Because sometimes there's something maybe we're holding on to. And maybe it causes bitterness or anger against somebody else, right? And that person comes to mind and and all of a sudden you just feel your emotions welling up and the bitterness and the anger and then your friend walks in and they don't even say anything related to that person and you just kind of snap on them, right? You're like, wow, why did I do that? And it's because that bitterness begins to leak over into other areas of our life. And God is saying, hey, I want to address this first so you can be fully committed To me, and you can fully hear my command and what God is calling us to do. And it opens up this clarity between us and God of going, Okay, but if you and I aim for what's next, sometimes we may miss it. But if we aim for holiness and go, God, I just want to get as close to you as possible. I want, to, I want to move closer to you. I want to seek after righteousness. Then God will give us the vision. Then God will give us the next step. Then God will help us walk in that step. But sometimes, um, I, I know I can. I can almost want to bypass that product and move to what is next. But God is going, hey, what's more important? God cares more about who we're becoming than what we do. And he wants to change our heart and allow that to flow through us because God wants to do something incredible uh, as we're walking in this. And so you see, this chapter is already so good. That's just the first part. Right. And as we get here to verse six, we see the next step. God sets this up and then he goes a little further. And I'm going to read all the way through this. And then we're going to teach and, and pray and celebrate baptism together right after service. Right. It's good stuff. All right, verse six, it says, In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, Lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all of Israel. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priest who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So Joshua Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord says. And I just want to stop for just a brief moment right here. Just a quick pick stop, because I love this about Joshua, because it's really easy to get to receive something from God, like an instruction. God said, hey, I want you to obey everything that I tell you to do. Right. I want you to do everything I tell you to do. And Joshua's like, cool, copy, got it. Right. But then it's another thing to actually do it. Right. And this is what I love. This is the moment right here. It could have been so easy for Joshua to change the words up a little bit, to soften it a little bit. But he receives the word from God and then immediately does what? He turns to the, all these people, millions of people looking at him and he goes, hey, let me tell you what the Lord told me. We're getting ready to go. It's time to move. Today is the day we're going to move forward. God's going to do a, a mighty work in us. And I think that's so valuable for you and I because Joshua was a man just like us. He was a person just like us. And he wrestled with the insecurities and all of those different pieces of life. But what he did was is he received a word from God and then he turned and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to act. And I just think about, you know, uh, my marriage or my spouse or my friends or the people who are around me or my small group, right? Like all of these different pieces of life, we're doing the same thing, right? We read a truth from the word of God and then we go, okay. We turn around. This is what God's word says. And this is where we're going next. And this is what he's called us to do. Right. And it takes this the, the boldness and the courage to do that. Right. They go. This is what God's word said. So we're going to live it out. We're going to have faith to do that. And that's what Joshua kind of gives us this example here. And then he continues on in verse 10. It says, today you will know that the living God is among you. Can I just say that's a, an amazing scripture verse right there? Like, I, I just want that. I think I'm going to put that. Nobody quotes uh, Joshua 3.10, but like I just want to put that above my doorstep because I want that to be like my prayer every day. Today, you will know that the living God is among you, right? Like I want everybody that follows Daniel Castle and everyone around to go, today, you may not believe in God, but today, guess what? You are because God's going to do something in us today. Isn't that a, isn't that a pretty cool thing to think about? Anyway, today, you will know that a living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, I can't even say that word. Gergashites, Amorites, Jebusites ahead of you. Look at the Ark of the Covenant, which is God's presence. Look towards God, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth. will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose twelve men among the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priest will carry the Ark of the Lord, uh, the Lord of the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall, so that So that people left their camp to cross the Jordan River. And the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing at its banks. Can we just step into the story a little bit? It wasn't like a low season where there was a trickle. No, God was like, it's overflowing. (laughs) Like it's going to take some faith to go. And you want us to step into the river first. And then you're going to then you're going to split the Jordan. So it says here. Carrying the ark, architect went ahead and it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above the point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathan. And the water below at that point flowed to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near to the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. This amazing story that you and I get to see that the presence of God standing in the middle of the river and as people are walking by the ark they're reminded that God is the one that is doing this. Right? God is the one that is making a way and it's reminding them over and over again of the abilities of God to work not only in our lives not only spiritually but in even in the physical world that is around us. And so I just want to spend the next few moments as we close service here here today and kind of talk a little bit about that God still wants to do he may not want you to walk across the Jordan River he may not want to split the Jordan River but there may be a Jordan River moment in your life and in my life that he's calling us to right where he's saying okay here's what I want you to do and then the rubber meets the road where you and I have to go okay if I truly believe what God's word says It's time to move, right? It's time to begin to take action and to have the faith to go. You know what? Not only am I saying it, but now my actions are are following what I believe. Now I'm going to begin to talk what I fully believe in my heart of what God is telling us to say. And if we look at verses 10 through 13, the first thing that he does is that he gives them a vision. He gives him a vision of what the future can look like, right? He says, guess what? Today, you're going to see that the Lord, that God is at work around us. And he begins to paint out. He's like, I'm going to give you over, right? You're going to go and you're going to take over all of these different people, right? He's saying, and then you're going to access the land that God has given you. And he gives them this picture that hasn't happened yet. But he's saying, this is what could be. And this is what should be, Right. And God wants you and I to have a vision for our life. Maybe I believe that God wants you to have a vision for your family, for your career, for what is in front of it. God wants us to have a vision for the church, right? So where we, you and I can look out into the low country, can look out at USCB, look at Sun City, look at Bluffton, and look at Ridgeland. And we go, you know what could be? And even more importantly, you know what should be? Right, and we begin to paint this vision that hasn 't happened yet, but yet we as Christians have this hopeful expectation that God still can move here today in two thousand and twenty three and we start at the very foundational level that there is a hundred and nineteen thousand people in Buford and Jasper County who do not have a relationship with the Lord, who are far from Him, and that 's one hundred and nineteen thousand people that, when our head hits the pillow at night of going, man, we live in the same county as those people right and we see this truth you know what could be and what i believe what should be is that they get an opportunity to hear the gospel from one of us in the room and god changes their eternity forever right that god looks at you and it says you know what that the jordan river moment for you maybe go hey you should come to church with me on sunday this is this crazy guy that stands up there and talks for a few minutes. There's this really good singer. His name's Jacob. He's going to sing, and uh, he's going to lead us in worship, and there's some really awesome people there, and you know, I just want you to meet them, and they hear the opportunity. My prayer is, God, if you will bring the people, we will share the full gospel with them. We will tell them the truth. We will tell them who God has made them to be. We will tell them what the Word says. We will tell them how God can move and work in your life, and I've seen it over and over and over again, how God will begin to work in someone's life, and they surrender their life to Jesus and we see God do a mighty work through a simple invite or maybe I, my prayer honestly is that we see more people saved on Monday than on Sunday. Like I, I, I'm looking, I cannot wait. There's so many of you who already come to me during the week and you're texting me you're like, you're not going to believe this. I just told somebody about Jesus or I just invited them to church and I'm like, isn't it awesome? Right. Like, And it's just to have that opportunity to see how God can work through you. Because Acts one eight says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But not just, just so that you and I can have all this power. He says you're going to have power so that you can witness. So that you can tell people about the glorious riches of God. About the kingdom of God. I believe that the church is for every nation, tongue, and tribe. I believe that when you and I get to heaven, every race, every tongue, uh, they're all going to be represented right right here. Can you imagine that moment? Some people on earth, we weren't even speaking the same language, but we're worshiping the same God. I believe that's still here today. What could be and what should be is God's people coming together, making a new family under the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God wants to do that still here today in 2023, right? That, that he's given us this picture. Did you know that there's some I there's reports of people in Ridgeland that will try to sneak and live in um what are those called? Where they got a bunch of them here. I can't think right now. The storage unit. They try to sneak and live in storage units. You and I can drive 20 minutes this way and experience that kind of poverty. And then we can turn our car around and drive down May River Road and drive past a five million dollar home. Right. I believe God wants to do something special here. Right where you and I stand in the middle and go, hey, you know what could be? You know what should be is that God is saying we can take what He is doing in eternity and we can pull it down to the earth just for a moment and going, hey, there's there's kids that are hungry over here and there's plenty over here. How can we bridge those two together so that they don't have to be hungry anymore? Did you know that in Jasper County that the um, reading level is not above a third grade? Most kids, right? It's like seventy percent stop at the third grade and everybody else progresses around them what if we mobilized and said not on our watch right i got a little time on tuesday so let me just mosey over there and hey let's read together right like all of a sudden we're just what could be and what should be what god placed on our heart when we planted the bridge church is to go you know what we want to add value As soon as we get there, how can we add value? We just don't want to be a church that comes together on Sunday morning. No, but we want to be ready and active on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And God is stirring something up in us. Right. And then God continues. He gives them a vision. Right. And that's just the beginning. There's so much that you and I can see. If we think about the vision, we think about everything that I just talked about. We have a unique vision as well, because we are praying for a building one day. And I believe that God is way bigger than a building. Um, I love coming in here at 730 a.m. and setting up with all of you people. And it's amazing. Uh, Some days it is tiring. Some days you're like, oh, here we go again. Right. But but we show up and we keep doing it right because we believe in the vision of what God is doing. But when God decides to move. One day, and I still believe that he's going to give us a building one day. We may have to buy land first and then build whatever. Um, Our vision for a building is not just a Sunday morning building. Our vision is for a bridge community center. That the bridge church just happens to meet there on Sunday morning because we want the church packed on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, right? We want people there all during the week. We want school programs. We want after school programs there. We want feeding programs. We want, if you hear somebody who's hungry, you go, you know what? We got somebody, come here, right? And all of a sudden we want those to create those opportunities for people. And then God's people just gather on Sunday and we celebrate and we help each other. I love the illustration of a boxer. Excuse If you're not a, if you're like, oh, that sport's extreme, I just love this uh, this expression of a boxer, right? And then when the round's over, you go back to the corner your coach is in your ear like, you got this. You're going there, you know, them the water and all those different things and patching them up. That's what I picture Sunday mornings, right? God's people have been out in the world. The enemy is active, is hard, is tough, and God didn't promise it would be easy. And then on Sunday mornings, we're coming back together and we're like, hey, you got this. You're okay. Let's get back out there. God is with you. He is there for you, right? Like, come on, you can do this, right? And we see this picture over, and over again, but what if we could do that on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday? In Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, it says that God was bringing people to salvation every day. I mean, everyday people, right? Like, I just, I, that's I, what could be and what should be, right? I believe that God wants to do those amazing things. And then he continues on here and he gives them this piece and he goes, Hey, now I want you to break down these people, the 12 tribes, right? And they're gonna carry the, they grab some leaders, they're gonna carry the ark and they're gonna move forward. And then he not only has a vision, But God gives them a strategy, right? God says, here's what I actually want you to do. And God gives you and me a strategy to live a godly life on the individual level. But he also gives us a strategy as a church. And for us as a church, we use three words, connect, grow and go. That God wants us to connect with him first through salvation and with others through godly community. And then he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow to be more like him, right? Ephesians 4.15 is like, my life first speak the truth in love and grow more and more like christ every single day that's my objective today is to grow to be more like christ but then whoo there's gonna be a moment when it's time to move right like not literally nobody else move okay my heart's tired i mean anyway um but there's gonna be a moment where god goes okay now it's your turn You, you you've come to know the lord you're living in godly community you're trained up enough, right? When we get this moment in scripture where God, where Jesus turns around and looks to the disciples and he goes, okay, now I'm going. And it's your turn, right? And so for us, God's going, okay, it's your turn to lead a small group. It's your turn to, to do this in the community. It's your turn to do whatever it may be. And God begins to do that work in us, right? And he walks us through that strategy over and over again. And then there's, there's endless other strategies of reading his word and prayer and all those different pieces. And then I want to just end with this. I know you guys want to go all day, but bridge kids, you know, bridge kids. They're like, OK, Daniel, keep it rolling. Um, we get this in verse 17. I just want to close with this It says, meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed. I just love this picture because God gave them this vision before it happened. Right. And then it happened. But there was this moment where they're carrying the ark. And it says the Jordan River was overflowing. And can you imagine being the guys standing there holding the ark? The river's overflowing. And, and Joshua tells you, hey, not only go to the Jordan but go ahead and start walking, okay? You're carrying this big, heavy ark made of gold. It's got the Ten Commandments and it, all these things. And you're carrying it, and they're like, just keep walking, and God's going to split it. God's going to stop it, right? But you, you're standing there, and you're like, I hope he stops it. I hope he stops it. Like, like, here we go. You got this. You, okay, you hold it on. Okay, I'm on. And, you know, you maybe put your hand down. You're trying to stop the river yourself. You know, whatever. But you're like, here we go. And they, as soon as they step into the river, God begins to work. God begins to move. And God still works in that way in your life and in my life. If you're taking notes, the Lord meets us when we take a step of faith. God will put a step of faith in front of us, right? And we're going, that's impossible. I can never do that. I could never lead a small group. There is no way. Absolutely not. One, I'm too weird. One, I don't know enough. And I don't like people. So here we go, God. Right? Like, like all these things, right? And God is going, if you will trust me, first just join a small group. Then just you know, just start taking these steps. And then when we do, we take this step. And all of a sudden, God meets us right there. And he begins to work in us and through us. And you look back and go, This stuff is real. God is real. Let me tell you this story of how God just worked through me. Let me tell you this story about how God just did this and did that and all of these different pieces. And there's been so many moments in our lives where I call it a Jordan River moment. Where I'm standing there before God and I'm like, God, it's looking like it's not going to happen. Okay? We're having this prayer and God brings this verse up to me over and over and over again. And I just stop and I pray this verse. I cling on to it as a promise and it's my moment just to, to have with God. But this is what God says in Psalms 37 5 it says commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he will act isn't that a good verse commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he will act acts. And that's my prayer for us as a church. God, we're committing everything to you. You've given us a vision. You've given us a strategy. And we're going to keep taking steps of faith. And our church, we're we're experiencing, as you can tell, the room is full. There's going to come a moment where we're going to have to go to two services. There's going to be a moment where we're going to have to talk about money a little bit because we're going to have to buy a building. There's going to be an opportunity for us to go, hey, we got all these people signed up for small groups and we don't have enough leaders, right? Like all of these moments. And they're all Good problems, right? Because God is moving, but with growth comes faith steps, right? And it comes faith steps for everyone. And I believe, remember yesterday I talked about, I believe that every single person in this room, I believe that God has called them on purpose and for a purpose. And I still believe that. And God's placed you here for a reason, because he wants to raise us up as disciple makers and leaders in Christ Jesus, right? Right? And so as we begin to pray about this, and I'm going to pray for us and we're going to close here. And if we think about this next step, my prayer for you would be, what is that faith step that God's calling me to? What is the it's time to move moment for us? And I don't want to give I'm going to give some clear, specific steps that you can take today, but it may be different for everybody you know and a quick easy opportunity for us here at the church is we want to help everybody use their gifts and talents for the Lord God's given us if you're a believer he's given you a spiritual gift if uh, you may even have talents that God has given you like uh, singing's not a spiritual gift but Jacob's great at singing the the girls that stand up here they're great at singing they're leading us in worship right and and all these moments but God may also give us a spiritual gift like your spiritual gift may be teaching and as soon but we may not experience that until we take this step of faith and God begins to use us right and we're going well there there may be something here and I've seen it over and over again when you and I start serving it kind of creates this um, moment of growth in our lives because now you start using some of your gifts and somebody comes up next to you and goes have you ever thought about this, this and this? Right. Because they are seeing you interact with kids or they're seeing you do this. And they're like, hey, has anybody ever told you that you made it, you know, whatever it may be. But you may not have experienced it or seen that until we step out and go, OK, this is what God has called us to do. And so as we begin to pray about that. But what is our faith step as we cling to that? Whatever it may be, your faith step may be, hey, I, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Right. My faith step means I've never truly given my life to Christ and today can be that day where you're going, you know what? That's the, the the domino piece that starts everything else. That's the beginning of the race that God starts to do a mighty work in you. Now you have the living God dwelling in you of what that may look like. I went a little longer today, so bear with me. But, you know, you're talking about the future and what God wants to do. We get a little excited. But I'm going to pray for us, ask God to speak to our hearts. And uh, you're going to notice, so I'm going to be back on here in just a few minutes for announcements. But in your seats, there's a Connect card. There's a Serve card and a Connect card. And on that Connect card, if you want to give your life to Christ, that's a really great opportunity for you just put that down there. We'd love to follow up with you because you're not meant to walk this earth alone. You're not meant to do it alone. And we want to walk with you through the whole process. And so let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your truth. Thank you for what you're doing here today, God. God, and I pray that we would have the faith like Joshua. God, in fact, I'm going to be as bold to say, will you give us double faith? God, that you would give us the the vision of going not only that kind of faith, but you would increase it even more, God. That we're living that, that his ceiling would be our floor. God, I pray that you would stir something up in us. God when we look out into the world maybe all we see is problems God but I pray that we begin to see the answer may be God in us today in 2023 God I pray that you stir I pray that you stir hearts stir souls for your glory that you're doing a mighty work in us God that you've called us here for a reason you've called us here for a purpose and we walk out of these doors painting a picture of what could be and what should be and not only that God but you've called us to be an answer to some of those problems. God, but I pray that we start with surrender. We start with going, okay, go before us, God. God, let let me surrender my heart to You first. Let me heal some things in my heart first, God. God, I pray that You do a mighty work in us. I pray that we see the eternal hope that you've given given us God that we're living for eternity God I pray if there's anybody in the room that's never surrendered their life to you I pray that today would be the day that we pray together we love you we ask all this in Jesus name we pray and everybody said amen let's stand and worship together Thank you for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about our church, you can simply visit our website at thebridgebluffton.com. Have a blessed day.